This is Bloomberg Business Week from Bloomberg Radio. I'm Jason Kelly. And I'm Carol Master. Welcome to the Bloomberg Business Week Extra. It's our weekly podcast bringing you an in-depth interview you will not hear anywhere else. And this week, a company that was in the news, Crunch Fitness. We caught up with the company's CEO, Jim Rowley. All right. So this is one of these conversations that we love because yes. it's an intersection of things we're very interested in. I say we, Private especially equity. me. Private equity. Fitness. Fitness. Deal making. Yes. So excited. Uh, big news. TPG partnering with Crunch Fitness. We have the CEO here with us, Jim Rowley. Thank you so much for joining us in studio. Thanks for having me. All right. So that's the big news, this deal with TPG. Tell us about why and why now. I think why, um, well, first of all, it, it's fantastic that a company like TPG Growth identified Crunch as an opportunity. We're just ecstatic about that. I think why now is fitness has never been more popular. With the recent changes in the retail landscape, landlords are finally clamoring to have fitness uh, companies and clubs as part of their their old mall setup, their new mall setup, and so forth. So it's been a fantastic time. And I think with Crunch specifically, because we're celebrating our 30-year anniversary, we've, we've proven a successful track record, uh, both in New York and California. And I think that there's a big interest in kind of our platform because of the intellectual property around our group fitness classes, our personal training, and things like this. And then we launched a franchise company that's just been tremendous. So, Jim, talk to us about that intellectual property. Give us an idea because it's becoming like the fitness space has just been booming right. um, and definitely started, you know, for, has changed a lot, I, I would assume, from when you started. Tell us, though, about the IP and why it kind of makes you an interesting play. Yeah, I think really the heart of Crunch is, is the group fitness. So we create and cultivate our own dance classes and so forth. We're innovative in that respect. We 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 can take from Broadway. We can take from kind of Hollywood. We can take from what's happening on the street. We also go out into Europe. We go into hotspots in Miami and Los Angeles. We look for the alternative that's happening. And we also look for the alternative with exercise. We come back and we create uh, classes around that that are nuanced specifically for Crunch and Crunch members. All right. So we're going to talk a lot about the current landscape, but I want to go all the way back okay. to you getting into this business. You were a Marine. I was. Um, and as I understand it, you have a twin brother. He was in the fitness business, that's right. and that's what drew you in? That's Tell right. us that story. Well, think about it. So I'm in every nasty spot in the world as a U.S. <laughs> Marine. Uh, I spent eight years in the Marine Corps. Six of those years I spent mostly overseas. I was in Africa. I was in the Middle East and so forth. And this was back before cell phones and, and text messages. This is messages. the 80s. This right? is the 80s, yeah. right? And, and into the early 90s. And and um, he would write me letters about the fitness business, about working out in these health clubs and surrounded by beautiful people and making a ton of money. And I'm in Somalia. I'm in, I'm in Baghdad. I'm, I'm in the worst places you can imagine, right? So that was the original lure. And I'd also been an athlete, and I'd worked out most of my life. And especially as a Marine, I worked I out all say, the time. I say, Marines work out a lot. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was kind of the, the lure in the beginning. So after I left the Marine Corps, I applied for a job at a company called 24-Hour Fitness. I applied as a salesperson. Um, they didn't want to hire me. I didn't have the skills necessary to, to be hired. Um, so I had to call my brother and ask him to call in a favor for me. And he called Mark Mastrove, who was the founder of 24 Hour Fitness, yeah. who's, who's my business partner now. And uh, he put in a good word. And after two weeks, they gave me an opportunity. So I started as a rookie salesperson. And then over the next 15 years, held every position in the company and became the president of 24 Hour Fitness. What was, then, what was that process like? Like starting at, you know, really kind of the bottom, right? The right. beginning and then kind of working your way up. Yeah. Um, I decided very early that I would take 
and set, I would set goals, basically. And I said, I want to be the youngest vice president in this company's history. So that would be 29 years old. So I was 24 at the time. So I set a goal to be the vice president by 29. I achieved that goal. I learned early that I could apply what the military had taught me around discipline, around assuming responsibility, and around leadership. And I'd apply that to my sales job and my management role. And for some people, it became uncomfortable. And I had to learn to bring back the Marine a little bit and become more of a <laughs> civilian. But... Uh, it was that relentless pursuit that kind of continued to propel me through the uh, through the whole fifteen years. And and tell us about that time in the fitness business because at at that point it seems obvious to us now that you know group fitness and you know working out. But the eighties were like a little bit of a peak, but then the nineties was a little bit different right. as people tried to get their arms around what the fitness business really looked like. Tell right. us about that. Well, the, the business itself was crazy because, I mean, I remember starting at this company, we didn't have a human resources department. We didn't have a legal department. We didn't have all the nuances that you see in business now. So it was a bit like the wild, wild west. Yeah. And the sales guys at fitness clubs in the 80s are notorious for being ruthless in terms of their sales efforts and so forth. So that's what I was thrown into. Um, I tried to polish that a little bit yeah. and be a little bit more proactive around the consumer aspect of things. And I think that helped me along the way. In terms of the clubs and so forth, the equipment has stayed relatively similar. Yeah. Um, of course, step class was the big thing in the 80s. So everybody was doing step. And what's crazy about that is step's coming back. There's right. been a revolution with step coming back, which is really funny. But um, a lot of people that had never exercised before, they were joining a health club for the first time. Um, health clubs were more expensive. If you, if you look at the relative value of money at the time, they yeah. were smaller. Um, a lot of our clubs had swimming pools and things like that. So it was really interesting. But uh, now today, I like to say at Crunch, we're not your mom and dad's gym. I mean, that's, that's the big, the evolution, and especially what the millennials are looking for, has really changed the landscape. Well, what are they looking for? Like, what is it that the customer really wants, the workout, the fitness customer wants today? I, I think the first thing they want is community. They want a place where they feel comfortable. So it should We take, talk about that a lot, that that is such a crucial part. Yeah, it should take the, the shape and form of kind of their other... Uh, their workplace, their lifestyle, and so forth. Everybody wants to feel comfortable. I think I think the planet's pretty lonely, right? So when you go to the health club, even if it's for an hour, three or four times a week, you want to feel comfortable and you want to feel connected. So we're really trying to work on that connection. They're also looking for fun. Everybody's working. Everybody's stressed out. Everybody's hyper-connected to their phones and so forth. So how can we create a fun space? And at Crunch, that's that's really one of our big initiatives is to be fun at the health club as well. Not be so serious. Right. Well, and talk about that because we're in the age of the boutique. We may be hitting, mm -hmm. and we should talk about this, sort of peak boutique in right? some ways because everybody does feel a certain level of performance anxiety right. Right. <laughs> at some point if they show up at some of these higher end they're spending a lot of money uh to get there you you guys seem to be creating or trying to create a little bit of an antidote to that right that's right that's right i love peak boutique right <laughs> we've seen a massive expansion with the boutiques especially in new york um and now we're starting to see some contraction there and i think really there's a little bit of fatigue happening with with respect of i have got to go to multiple places to get my workout mm -hmm. and at crunch we've got everything under one roof so if you want to do ride which is our, our bike version you can do that if you want to do pilates yoga group fitness traditional workouts and then we have high intensity interval training in our hit zones as well so we offer everything under one roof for one price where the boutique if you want to ride you've got to pay for a class if you want to do yoga you've got to pay for a class somewhere else if you want to do a hit workout somewhere else so we're starting to see a lot of fatigue and i think the fatigue is around price and around kind of that flexibility that i have to go to multiple places mm -hmm. versus just go to one 
How would you describe the majority of your customers? Who is that person that walks in? Well, it's interesting at Crunch. We're, we're from 18 to 80. We've got we've got a yeah. whole host, and look, we're open to everybody. So uh, we try to make serious fitness fun. And so it's not about being a type. And I think Crunch is really, you know, we coined the phrase "no judgments," and we're really right. kind of trying to be inclusive to everybody. But if you talk about our typical customer, they're probably in their early 30s, um, working and uh, looking to. Uh, manage that peak performance. I think they're really health conscious um, and and really looking for crunch as a part of their community. I do also wonder, like when Jason and I talked to a lot of folks in the fitness world, I mean, there's this whole idea of this holistic approach and becoming a part of somebody's lifestyle. And I'm curious if you guys are incorporating that thinking as well. In terms of their whole lifestyle, yeah. we do, we do, because we offer nutrition counseling, we offer yeah, we supplements, we offer personal training. So we really want to extend beyond the three or four hours a week you're going to be with Crunch, ex- extend beyond that. So we have an online platform that allows them to do meal planning and nutrition planning and things like that. We also have a workout called Crunch Live where you can do it on your phone anywhere in the world. And we've got about 135 countries around the world that are subscribing people in countries that are subscribing to Crunch Live. So they can take our group fitness classes anywhere. Is that a growth business? It is a growth business. How, how fast is it growing? Can you give us... Well, I, I would say that we launched it a couple of years ago and we're learning a lot about kind of the digital aspect of things and really how better to kind of both incubate new ideas and then transmit those globally. But uh, I'm telling you this, it's a massive initiative for us now. Yeah. All right. So here in 2019, this is a business that's clearly doing well you know, taking on new money and partnership with TPG. But back in 09, right. uh, it wasn't. I mean, it, the company was bankrupt. And, right. and you and, and your partner, Mark, who who you mentioned, your old boss back from 24 Hour, you guys get together with Angelo Gordon and you buy this because you guys had put together kind of a, a platform, right? That's correct. And so take us through that process. Right. So Angelo Gordon asked us to come in and, and evaluate their business. And uh, we spent three days in New York and went through all of the clubs, went through all the systems and so forth. And our evaluation was pretty negative. Um, and we actually suggested... This was crunch at the time. This sort was of crunch it, at it, the time. It had gone mm-hmm. into bankruptcy and... It was pre-bankruptcy. Pre-bankruptcy. Okay. And um, we actually gave them the suggestion that they might want to consider bankruptcy. That it was... They, they had signed some onerous leases. Uh, their marketing plan, their sales plan, and their operating initiatives were were just not functioning. And they had made some poor leadership decisions along the way. The irony of that, though, that we we did identify that the essence of this brand was still tremendous. Hmm. Its legacy in New York, its physical uh, clubs were still in great shape, and there were some leadership, there were some personnel on the leadership side that were really, really strong. They just hadn't put it all together. And we had spent the better part of the last 25 years really kind of understanding how to put a fitness operating system together, and we had done it worldwide. Market operated in, in Russia and China and Europe, and then, of course, domestically in the U.S., we were the largest at the time. We had 400 and some odd clubs at at 24-Hour Fitness. So we had spent our lives kind of developing these systems. And I knew with this brand, if I put my systems in and uh, and took Mark's leadership and my leadership and brought in some team members that could help kind of fill the gaps, that we could turn it around. And at that point, just company-owned locations, I think we had 34 at the time. And they were in Atlanta, Georgia. They were in Chicago, Illinois. And through the through the bankruptcy process, those clubs in, in Georgia and Chicago were closed. Got it. So we emerged in, in 2009 in the in the 20s in terms of club count. Yeah. And then you make the decision in 2010, right, to franchise. That seems to be a pivotal decision. It was monumental. It really was. So 
Uh, Keith Wirtz, who was with Crunch from 2006, took on the role of, of president of our signature, our owned clubs. And then Mark and I had worked with a gentleman named Ben Midgley at 24-Hour Fitness. Ben had left us to return home. He's from Kennebunkport, Maine, to work for Planet Fitness. Mm-hmm. So he eventually became the president of Planet Fitness. So he spent 10 years with us at 24, a couple years at Planet. And we saw this brand and said, this, this has got so much of an op- so big of an opportunity. How can we make it bigger and go faster? And the franchise idea came up. But we decided to do it with the high value, low price. So we tapped Ben who was leaving Planet Fitness at the time and gave him the opportunity to write the business plan for an HVLP franchise model. And he's just done a tremendous job. We've sold over 1,000 franchises in the last 10 years and have over 300 open. And what is high value, low price? What, what does that mean? So it, it's really, it, it's getting everything in your in your fitness universe for, for a lower price. Okay. So our advertised price is $10 a month. Um, to get some of the other amenities like group fitness and so forth, you pay up to $20 a month. But the differentiation for us, why I like to call it HVLP premium, is we offer personal training, we have a hit zone, and we also offer group fitness with our, with our uh, offering. So bring it around to the news this week about TPG growth and you guys, why sell now? What does that provide? What kind of opportunities does that provide for you guys? Well, I think first of all, Angela Gordon, who has been our partner for the last 10 years, you know, that 10 years is a long time yeah. for, for a hold for them. And they were receiving some pressure to that the time was now for them. Um, the sad part of that is they were tremendous private equity partners. I mean, I, I would give them a glowing review. And I can't say that about every PE partner I've ever had. Some of them <laughs> can, be, can be quite difficult. So it was time for them. And that really was kind of the initiative that, that brought us forward. And then to have TPG growth, I mean, to have Jonathan Coslett, the CIO of TPG, sat in on the, on the presentations, met with Mark and I directly, um, went through the entire presentation. When, when you get that blessing from a person of that, that order and magnitude and Chris Kelly, who runs the, uh, the fund for him, it was just tremendous. And uh, to, to have that level of kind of tier one private equity endorse right. your company was just, the timing couldn't have been better. Does, but is going public at some point a consideration? I think it's always a consideration. Um, I've never run a public company. Yeah. Uh, of course, you hear all the horrors of what it means <laughs> to be public, right? Uh, but when you see um, the values that are placed on, there, there's another public company out there in the fitness space that's doing tremendously well. I'd say it's attractive. It's not necessarily uh, a goal right now, but it is a consideration. Yeah. And when you think about TPG as a partner, obviously Lifetime Fitness is another sort of jewel in in their Mm -hmm. crown when it comes to this. They own Beauty Counter as well. Clearly, they're making a play on this lifestyle uh, that we've been talking about. How have you sort of come to understand that approach? Well, I think there's there's TPG and there's TPG growth. Right. And Lifetime's on the TPG side, we'll be on the growth side. But the biggest opportunity for us is to have access to, I mean, they, they've owned or do own hundreds of companies. So imagine, you know, our little company getting access to the best CEOs that they've partnered with, to the analytics and support that they provide and so forth, the marketing understanding, especially from a digital marketing standpoint. So I'm most excited about access to their professional network and so forth. And they've, they've seen a lot and they've done a lot. And we've had the experience in fitness, but now to broaden kind of our business experience is something I'm really looking forward to. Well, and I do also wonder, too, about kind of this landscape and the choices that are out there. Like we've spent time with the folks over at Peloton right. and, you know, you've got Mirror. Like the, the, the fitness landscape has changed dramatically. How does that impact you? Do you incorporate some of what these guys are doing somehow? Yeah, that's a great question. So it is an initiative we, we will be looking for. But we've done enough studies around this to understand that the majority of people that participate with Peloton or Mirror or the like, um, they're actually health club members as well. So it's something that they hmm. do in a 
addition to their health club membership. Our biggest fear is more kind of the Netflix bin watch, right? That's our biggest competitor. <laughs> the yeah. sit on the couch, right. folks. So imagine, like, we live in a world now where you can you can watch whatever you want for hours upon hours. You don't even have to get up to get food. You call Postmates or Grubhub; it gets delivered right to it's your front sad, door. Actually, right? That's the that's the era or the life that a lot of people are living. So, well, that, what do you have to do? Like, yeah, that's a challenge, yeah. right? Like, we talk about you know all these different facilities, like kind of competing for your time. So, what do you do to get those people who would rather go binge watch for a day right. on Netflix. Well, we market like crazy to try to get yeah. their attention, first of all. Um, and we try to partner with the Postmates and Grubs of the world to, to offer free passes when really? they're getting their pizza and, and things like that. And is that productive for you guys? It can be. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those people have made a decision that that's how they want to spend yeah. their free time. But again, we try to make Crunch fun so that when they make that decision that they want to exercise, they want to live a healthier lifestyle, that Crunch is the first thing they think of. Talk to us a little bit about sort of hiring labor instructors all that that seems to be sort of uh pun intended sort of a crunch point uh, across the fitness landscape yeah. certainly the boutiques as they try and expand they're running into this idea of like there aren't enough quality instructors to really fuel their expansion how are you doing with the the labor side yeah that's a things? great question so when the when the boutique expansion really kind of came to be three or four years ago it was tough on us because they recruited some of our top instructors mm-hmm. so our top personal trainers, our top uh, ride instructors and so forth were being recruited for much higher uh, hourly wage or session fees and so forth. So that was a little bit difficult in the beginning. But what we really tried to uh, do is internalize our training program. So we've got an internal education program where we'll bring people that maybe are on the margin a little bit in terms of, of, of really being appealing to be hired. Maybe they don't have the experience and they don't have the certifications and the education, but they've got the initiative and they want to be part of the fitness landscape. We'll bring them in, train them the crunch way, and then put them out into our clubs. So that's really helped us to identify people that really have the, the mindset, but maybe not the resume yet, and they want to get involved with crunch. Because it does feel like, you know, again, sort of synthesizing everything, even beyond fitness, people want to be associated with certain brands, right? Mm-hmm. They want those brands to sort of speak to them. So how do you hold on to hold on to that and make sure you have the right people and also are connecting with customers in that, that way that they yeah, want? That, that's a great question. And we, we pride ourselves on the crunch way. And we have a, um, a program when somebody onboards with us called Soul. And it's really about kind of understanding the crunch passion and the crunch soul and the way that we approach things. And no judgments isn't just a tagline for us. It's it's pervasive within our company from the newest onboarded personal trainer to the, the CEO of the company that we really are about being inclusive for everybody. And in today's world, when you're offering a company and a brand that talks about inclusivity and talks about everybody being a part of it, whether you're an employee or a member, people are attracted to that. People want to be associated with that. You throw fun on top of that. You throw fitness on top of that. We're not serious. We don't wear, you know, we're not uniform-like in our sales department. We let our guys be a little bit more casual. And those are the things that we do. We try to really appeal to that mindset. All right, two questions. What keeps you up at night? What kicked me up at night? That's that's a great question. Well, I've got three kids uh, in their in their late teens and early twenties, so that, right. that keeps me all up. All right, put that aside because okay. that keeps all of us up. Yeah. yeah. What keeps me up at With night is is the um, that we're. I never want to let the consumer down, and I never want to want to let my team down, and I never want to let my my ownership group down. So to be honest with you, I just put a lot of pressure on myself to perform. I want to be the best CEO. I want to offer the best fitness opportunity, and I want to make a return for my investors. Five years from now, what's crunch? 
Five years from now, Crunch is doubled in size. Uh, we'll have over a thousand clubs open. We'll be contemplating that public offering, and uh, look for us to be incredibly big internationally as well as we leave the the shores of the U.S. and expand internationally, and uh, a name to be reckoned with in the fitness business. And the biggest challenge in getting there. The biggest challenge in getting there is managing my pace. Um, with my team's ability to perform. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's where it's going to be. What my expectations are and how fast we want to run in three to five years with the team's ability to do that. Right. But that's my job is to, is to find that intersection. And that's the Marine in you. That's the Marine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jim, thank you so much. Thank Pleasure. You. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. And that was Jim Rowley. He's the CEO of Crunch Fitness. A long history mm-hmm. in the world of exercise. Great to get his insights. You've been listening to Bloomberg Business Week Extra. Be sure to tune into Bloomberg Business Week Radio live Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. Wall Street time. I'm Carol Masser. And I'm Jason Kelly. This is Bloomberg. 